This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. And this kind of slipped under the radar. It shouldn't because artificial intelligence is a thing, and um, it's coming at us at warp speed. And now the United States and more than a dozen countries, including Canada, are, um, are, are obviously trying to play catch up. And they've unveiled the first detailed international agreement on how to keep AI uh, out of the hands of bad actors. And they're pushing now for companies to create and implement system, systems that are uh, secure by design to keep the public safe at large, which, you know, sounds like common sense. Some regulation on a technology that has endless and often, and could be, even nefarious uses. I mean, that sounds like common sense. But then you read the fine print, and, and I'm like, it's non-binding? Oh, it's just recommendations? What's the point? Let me ask someone who would know, Mark Daly, Chief AI Officer at Western University, joining us. Great to have you. Thank you for the opportunity to chat. Should point out your first ever Chief AI Officer at a Canadian university. So this is a thing. What you what you make of what did you make of the recommendations and what was put out in that report? So that that's part of a, a much broader uh, conversation on on AI safety and AI security and and the report that was just released specifically focuses on sort of the the cybersecurity information security portion of it and you know like you said it's non-binding but I think it's an excellent first step and it's got all of the the critical nations at the table. Okay. My concern, and I know, uh, Mark, if you know me, I am so technically illiterate. It's beyond, like, I, I figured out how to do an attachment the other day. So there I am. Excellent. I'm good. <laughs> okay. I'm good with that. Um, but, you know, I know it's coming at us fast. And the question I think is okay, wouldn't bad actors already have this, be using this, get their hands on this? Because by the time a company implements this, and I think some companies will have to be uh, kind of dragged kicking and screaming um, because we're kind of coming at this late. By the time it's actually implemented, we could have a lot of bad actors with this stuff. So the, the good news is that the most powerful frontier models right now exist in private organizations and, and haven't been shared. And those organizations are actually hugely incentivized to abide by these recommendations because they don't want their intellectual property leaking out. Okay. So in other words... Hamas could not go and say, hey, we want to buy this software or, or a terror group. They, the company would have discretion, but chances are they wouldn't? There, there, there's no way they would do that. The, the downside risk is huge. And again, their, you know, their ability to, to make money is dependent on that IP. So they don't want to give that away. Yeah. And, but, but again, we have enough of it already introduced that you can do a lot with it. And the, and the concern, like someone like I would have, like the actors in Hollywood would have, is someone taking my voice and then marketing themselves as me, saying stuff that I didn't say. Or you could have an election. We could have an election in the next two years. You know, you could very easily put blackface on a candidate or just wreak havoc um, in elections with misinformation or putting out stuff that's not the person. I mean, there are so many things you can do. It might look a little more crude, but it's it, the technology itself is advancing so quickly, there's there's no end to what you could do with it, even on an on a amateur level. 
and, and we've seen this before with, with Photoshop and, and other technologies. And, and back in the day, papers used to print eyewitnesses accounts that maybe weren't entirely true. But I think you're right. I think we're entering an era where we need to be more critical of the media we consume. And roles like yours as a journalist are going to be critically important in building social trust, because I can't just trust some random video I see on Twitter anymore. It could have been faked, but I can trust people who I know and whose reputations are on the line, to be honest with me. Yeah, it's just so there's so much misinformation and so little trust now. It worries me, Mark, that like we've waited too long uh, for that. And, and here we go with this new technology. Um, I've seen a couple of videos made of the prime minister, you know, and if you look carefully enough, you're like, okay, that, that's fake. But if you're not um, a sophisticated watcher, you could very well be be um, convinced that it's real. And many will be. Yep. And, and, and so we had this moment in time where, you know, we would look at pictures and videos on Twitter from, you know, from events live as they were happening and take those as truth. And I think we've moved past that now. We have to be really critical about the media we consume. And that's probably a good thing anyways. What is your greatest concern? Like, what are some of the things that, you, I mean, obviously in the university setting, you're worried about people handing in papers that aren't theirs, the chat GPT, all that stuff. Um what is your greatest concern at this point? I think my, my, what I feel right now isn't concern or sort of unblinded optimism. What I feel is agency. This is an important moment in time for humanity as we grapple with the, the consequences of it, what I think is a transformative technology. And there's a lot of decisions that we can collectively make right now that will allow that technology to empower our future and do wonderful things. Mm. But if we don't have those conversations and make those decisions, there's also, you know, unhappy ways this technology can go. So yeah. uh, I think it's really important that we're, we're doing what we're doing right now and talking about it. Yeah. And look, at some point I have to think that the recommendations won't just be recommendations. They're going to have to be hard rules like there are with broadcasters, right? Indeed. And, and if you look at the, the current federal government, Bill C-27 has a lot of regulation in it, and they're working very hard to, to get that through. Stay tuned. All right, here we go. Mark, I very much appreciate it. Thank you for the opportunity to chat. There you go. We'll chat again. That's Mark Daly. He is a chief AI officer at Western University. I wonder how many papers he catches. Like, I wonder how many kids are, are, are doing the old, oh, yeah, this is mine. I did this, you know. But it is a thing. It's coming at us very, very quickly. And, and my greatest concern, well, other than someone making me say terrible stuff that they already accused me of saying, um, would be the elections. Because I know Elections Canada moves at a, as a glacial place. And, I, and they just don't, we are dealing with already China and, you know, interference. What are they going to do with AI?